Yo, yo, yo. We took a little break, but we're back. It's your boys. It's it's not your boys. It's it's late night party boys. Yeah, you don't own us. <laughs> you don't own this fine ass. Yeah. You can rent, but you can't own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't just think you can take our sweet little party booties and claim them, is what we're saying. So don't even think about it. That being said, we will do almost anything for money. Almost anything. I can't think of anything I wouldn't do, but maybe. I wouldn't, like, kill, like, a person. No, not a person, but maybe a small animal. Maybe, and it has to be a teeny tiny one. It has to be an animal not many people like, like a cockroach. Yeah, like you split that in half. You're a hero. Exactly. Depending on what animal you kill can really make or break, you know, just your, 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 your reputation in a community. Yeah, yeah, all your development of sociopathy. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you kill an animal no one likes, like, you could be in pest control. If you kill, like, termites, cockroaches, anything, I think anything up to, like, a pigeon, I think you're fine. Anything up to a pigeon. Anything bigger or more important than a pigeon. Even, like, you know, that Peter the Possum Man guy. Yeah. He doesn't even kill the possums. He catches and releases them. It's illegal to kill possums in Australia. And Peter the Possum Man, he knows that. Yeah, he knows. He treads the line, you know. Like, he he will capture a possum, strangle it till it passes out. But he won't go the whole hog. He won't murder it, dump it in the back of his truck, drive to the bush, dig a shallow grave and put the possum in there. No. You've got to have your morals. You've got to have your ethics. And we have morals and ethics because we're the late night party boys. Yes. We only, yeah, we, we, we party ethically. So, I guess, God, anyone who listens to this has got a lot of catching up to do, I guess. I mean, I guess that's the point. Yeah. I mean, I was saying before, we have a habit of deciding to come back either during a lockdown or just as we're about to hit another lockdown. Yeah, we're about to go into another lockdown. But we, we, we had some fun while it lasted. We got a comedy festival. We got to do a comedy festival. We got that in. We got that in. We we got to go out. We got to see people. Yeah, just reacquaint ourselves with the idea of like, okay, and this is why I don't fit in to regular wider society. Yeah, but you you stick out and shine. Shine like the crazy diamond you are, Purdy. Did you... I mean... Ross, Ross did a show at Comedy Festival called Rainbow Piss. Anyone who's anyone was there. And and uh, you probably changed some lives. It was a self-improvement seminar. I definitely... Um, I don't know if anyone was that traumatized, actually. Yeah, I think everyone just enjoyed it or was only a little bit weirded out. I think it was fine. It's weird getting there. I think it's old age. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you're becoming more accessible and palatable to the people? Is it me that's changing or it's the public? I think it could be the public. 
Okay, because that's kind of what I hope. I don't want to. I don't want to lose my edge because. Nah, I think everything's. Everyone's just constantly trading off shock value. That nothing shocks anyone anymore. So when you've got like two thousand posters around Melbourne with the guy's scrotum hanging out, they're just like, "Man, yeah, looks different. I'll see that show." Now to be fair. Printed out lots of these <laughs> and on flyers. Yes. And I got the picture done professionally. Months, months in advance. He got but, a professional photo shoot done by a photographer that does every, pretty much every comedian in Melbourne's photos for their shows. Would that be pretty accurate? Like 90% of comedians. Yeah, he does, a lo- he does a lot of it. He think he's, you think he was seen it all before and handed it all. Yeah, he does graphic design. I got him to do the graphic design of the thing. He so he's looked at this image for so long, and somehow, just my scroll hanging out of this too small rainbow colored g string. There was a wardrobe malfunction. This this graphic designer didn't pick up, you know. And as a result, Ross trusted a professional, uh, a professional who he paid to design his artwork. And then accidentally printed off like thousands of posters and flyers with his scrotum hanging out. And of course, no one picked it up until they were plastered around town. And it was too late. It was just too late. So Patricia Heaton from Everybody Loves Raymond called up to complain about my scrotum hanging out because her daughter saw it. Did it, did it, We're sort of treading on to Ross Perry Destroys Comedy uh, territory <laughs> with that reference. That's too oblique. Did anyone from the public pull you up being like, hey, I'm not sure if you know this? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Uh, no, it was just you, people in, in our improv group. Yeah. And, and uh, Mike Barnes. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think people looked at that. Looked at the back closely enough. Actually, That's the thing. I think you put one in the women's toilets and, and some some girl came up to me being like, That's a very confronting picture for when I'm sitting down and I can see part of a scrotum. Okay, I did not hang it up in the women's room. I didn't go to the women's room you didn't? With, with the excuse of I got a show to sell. Let me put this poster up. Look, I, I didn't put those posters up um in the bathrooms. That was someone else. Okay, well someone put it up for you then. Look, Tinder, you know, everyone gets, <laughs> you yeah. know, you, you get bombarded with these images and stuff, and you kind of want to be covert nowadays yeah. with how you advertise yourself. Oh, 100%. you gotta, you got to be crafty in how you... It, but but you, you, the whole show was just to get a date? Didn't work. Yeah, I think scrotum is a post-date thing. Well, now I know. Everyone learns the hard way. Look, I popped pickle a couple of times. <laughs> in the opening of that show, yeah. when I'm running around in the rainbow G-string, it's, it's too <laughs> small for me. It's too small. I want to I wanna say... Too I, small or too loose? Was it just loose? How did it... I think it's just too small. Really? Just packing? <laughs> just the... Just the scrotes, just no. I, no, this G string is very small. I want to be able to say, "I'm packing a freaking shotgun down there." 
<laughs> but I know I'm not. I'm going to be humble. Yeah. Or maybe you are. It was just I don't a, know. It's just a tiny g-string. Hmm. Well, did the audience really respond when that happened? Did they notice or you just quickly just tucked it back I in? I quickly tucked it back in. Okay, I noticed. Yeah. Okay. Something feels weirdly breezy, right? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it happened once during the Late Night Party Boys show we did when uh, we were doing that ending sketch. For oh, a split yeah. second, I also wear the rainbow G-string because... If you got that, you gotta use it. If you've got a rainbow G-string, it's a crime against comedy not to whip it out whenever just, you can. Just utilize it whenever you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's good times. Late night party show boys shows were a lot of fun. Um, I think the the most talked about show was when we got shut down. Shut down by the authorities. Yeah. We're so uh, late night party boys are so anti-establishment that the own our own venue our own establishment shut us down. Um, I think NWA, I think Gigi Allen, uh, uh, people and uh, musicians who've had shows shut down. They get it, but most of the time they were shut down because they were doing something that's kind of against the norm. Uh, Gigi Allen shitting on the stage, NWA, you know, talking about f- fuck the police and yeah, all that stuff the they did. Um, Jim Morrison, the doors, he whipped his dick out. So he late night party boyed it. <laughs> he late night party boyed it. Well, he deliberately <laughs> popped pickle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we, yeah, we got shut down because the, the owners of the venue we were in didn't understand how their liquor license worked. <laughs> it's the... Like, they, they legitimately didn't realize that we were licensed to go till, like, I mean, basically, as long as we stopped serving liquor at 12.30, we could go as late as we want. And they thought it was a club license and everyone had to be evacuated. So, they broke up the show. Our show's so weird and out there that half the audience thought it was a bit. And they're like, wow, they've really committed to this bit. They've got, like, a large African security guard as well, just standing on stage, eyeing everyone off. Like, he looks like he would actually punch someone. <laughs> and he would have. He seemed, like, angry at first, but then after a while, didn't he get a bit yeah. understanding? Like, I uh, mean, look, it was, like, some guy, some, like, large, intimidating, like, six-foot-something man talking to a bunch of soft boy artists, soft boy and girl artists, who are, like, the most gentlest souls. Like, they're not even, like... Bitter, angry stand-ups. It's a character show. They're like just clowns and sketch comics. Just like, you know, little soft boys. Little soy boys. Soy boys and girls. Soy boy just, cucks. Yeah, just beta males and females. Just just pouring their hearts out. Just trying to connect with someone on stage. And then and, and, and these guys in this African, uh, large African security guys just like, I, I'm just doing my job. And then all the artists are just like, we're just doing our job too. We just want to express ourselves. And then he, he kind of like just had that moment where he, his heart broke too. And he's like, what am I doing? I'm usually dealing with people <laughs> who will be more like angrily resistant. I usually kick people out who've just glassed people or who've just snuck in here on fake IDs or stolen liquor or a punching on. These guys have just punched me in the field. <laughs> Like, now, to be fair, before we okay, before we brought this up on the podcast, we could have gone in and said said it was a bit. 
And people would have bought it. Yeah. Well, a lot of people still thought it was a bit, even after they got kicked out the venue. <laughs> that is like, was that meant to happen? Does that happen every night? <laughs> I got come tomorrow night and find out. Yeah. Different every night. It is different every night. Was- well, that's going to go down in history. There was... There's... Andy Kaufman taking out his audience for milk and cookies after the show. <laughs> Our show not having an ending and everyone just being ushed, ushered out. Yeah. By the venue. Yeah, by, by, by and scary no milk, security. No milk and cookies, though. Nah. None whatsoever. It's a... Uh, yeah, you don't want to mess with that venue. We're not at that venue anymore, so we can burn any bridge that we want. Um, for our listeners, just so they know, someone got shot in the alley. <laughs> I'm not even making this up. Just like, the fact you'll bring it up. <laughs> like three, three weeks after our show, someone got shot in the alley. <laughs> like that's the kind of venue we're dealing with. Where's the late night party boys? <laughs> I want to see their show. It, it ended, um. <laughs> it ended weeks ago. Comedy Fest ended at the end of April. Ah! I've heard good things. Gotta see my boys. Um, yeah. So yeah, someone got shot. They didn't die. They're in a stable condition, which is f- so it's fine for us to make jokes. Yeah, about. we can make jokes if no one got killed. Um, it was a drive-by shooting. Um, I don't. Yeah. Try. Yeah, someone drove by in a car and shot someone next to the venue. Apparently, they deal crack there. Not shocking. At the, at the back of the venue. That's how they supplement not having any customers. <laughs> um, great way to increase the cash flow of your business. Without actually, like... Doing business. Yes. Uh, you got stock problems. You got wage exposure problems. Deal some crack. I did tell you once I walked past an alleyway and someone was getting definitely getting a, a gobby. Oh, Oh, uh, Volca Temple? Yeah, nearby Volca Temple. What time? Was this like midday? That's pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. It was midday, baby. It was like 2 a.m. It was like... Oh, we... yeah. A gobby, alley gobby. After one of those club time. nights, man. They go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They have people in the venue twice a week. It's very impressive. I know, right? And even then, they leave the venue. They don't even have the decency to get the gobby in the venue. Get it some good publicity. Just get that club photography. <laughs> Just get that happy snap of like, look what goes on here. You might want to come in more ways than one. We're doing your advertising for you. Yeah, seriously. If they haven't taken a photo of someone with a head in a lap in one of those VIP booths they have, fuck a temple. Get your shit together. Get it together. I mean, that's how everyone thinks. Uh, what? What? I guess. I guess everyone in their head imagines that's what clubbing's like. Otherwise, why waste so much money on overpriced drinks? Well, because you, you're hoping to get to that point. Exactly. But if you like, come to Volca Temple. Here's a photo of that point. Then. And you know for sure and that's you, what's going to happen. And you know for sure that happens. <sighs> Got to get in digital marketing. So it was how dirty de- degenerate comedy. Yeah. 
that got uh, that got kicked out. Yeah, not not all the actual dirtiness. Now that's still very much alive and well there. Um, very much alive and well. But I mean, go down there, see for yourself. See, uh, the best part about it is on the last on the last Saturday of the festival. The club toilets exploded. <laughs> That's also not a joke. What is this place? Nah. Shootings, toilets exploding. I wish I made this up. <laughs> but it's all factual. And they just told their staff like not to turn up on the Sunday because the toilets exploded. They had to evacuate the club night. Like I was hanging out getting food next door. Then I noticed the owner there. And I'm like, the owner's not usually here. He's got a family and doesn't really turn up on the... At like 2.30 a.m. on a club night. And then, sure enough, he turned up to deal with a plumbing crisis. Like, there were poops floating on the dance floor. <laughs> the toilets had overflowed. Well, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And we're the ones that got kicked out. Yeah, we were the ones that were too much. <laughs> like, this place has gobbies in the alley, drive-by shootings. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, like poor poop, quality on the pl- dance floor. plumbing. Poops on the dance floor. And, and, and us doing a little comedy show, they're like, look, even we have our limits. We can't have this filth in here. Like, oh. We have a quality and a standard to uphold. <laughs> yeah. If people start seeing this stuff in our venue, what will they think? Oh, boy. I mean, we're out of there now. For better or for worse? I don't know. We'll let history decide. Yeah. We'll find out if we find a venue that's worse or better. Yeah. Only time will tell. Um, I hate to think of a venue that would be worse. Oh, I'm sure there's something out there. Yeah, there's always, there's always a bigger fish. There's always a dirtier floor. You know? There's always more blood on the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. Poop on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once when we came into rehearse there, um, Anders came back from the toilet and was just laughing, and I'm like, well, that's not a good sign. And I'm like, what's going on in there? And he's like, just, it's so disgusting. I'm like, what? Is there, like, poop on the walls? And he's like... No, there's every other fluid. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, sure enough, there was, like, empty, like, used condom wrappers over the place, blood, and, like, what was probably semen just sprayed. At least the takeaway from that is people are practicing safe sex. That's true. It's the only positive I can take from that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's a lot of blood, is it safe? That's the question. There's broken glass as well. Um, I mean, I, I've never broken a glass mid-sex. Look, and people are into some really rough stuff these days. True. Because they need to feel something. That's true. It's hard just to feel alive anymore. When was the it's, last time you felt alive, Purdy? It's not enough to... um. Embrace the touch of another uh, person. No. You have to choke them. Yeah. Or be choked. Choke or be choked. 
I get some sort of bruise or something. Mm, you need to have something to show for it. Because you can't show orgasms. Can't you? You can't be like, I had great sex last night. And they're like, prove it. you got to show an open wound. <laughs> or some bruising around your throat. Otherwise, your mates aren't going to believe you. And you're going to be down at least five high fives. It's not what you want. Yeah. That's why we do it. For the high fives. Oh, definitely. It's for the sick, disgusting, degenerate high fives. Yeah, it's when you have that, you know, the party boys. When you have your bravado and you you talk about your conquest with the boys. You do it for the high fives. You, know, you do it all for the high fives. It's to have that feeling of being the alpha. Yeah, exactly. And which is which is why I always just get him to stab me. <laughs> just a, it's a not a not a dangerous one. Just like you know, maybe a just jab in the love handles. I'm like, so surely so just a surely just a scrape is enough. Yeah, scrape's good. Scrape's good. But an open wound, it's a little open wound. That wins respect. You know? I look at a lot of people with large scars on their abdomen, torso, arms, just think, this guy fucks. I mean, you just want a large gash that bleeds blood, just so you know a woman's pain. Don't we all want a large gash? That bleeds blood. So you know a woman's pain. Exactly. Wow. I think I've learned more about sex in this podcast <laughs> than I ever did at school. Oh, definitely. Especially if you were in a Melbourne state school. It was bad. I went to a state school too. It's My- terrible. Especially when you go to some place in Lilydale. Mm. It's a turtle shit pile. All right, name and shame it's a shit your sex ed teacher right now, Purdy. I think you got some bad advice. My sex ed teacher one time was bragging about how big his toddler son's dick was. What? He's got a big donger. What? And he called gay people poo jabbers. What? Granted, you know how sometimes they've just got no one to take the health class, so they just take the sports teacher. Oh, that, oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. That's just throwing dumb on top of dumb. Yeah. Like, let's get the person at this high school who's most likely to be a sex offender (laughs) teach sex ed. (laughs) That's ridiculous. (laughs) I had a PE teacher that, like, at our high school who definitely partied with the year 12s. (laughs) Like... And then ended up dating one after she graduated. And I'm like, oh boy, there's a, there's like a crossover and a gray area there that probably needs to be investigated, I'd say. Speaking of gray areas, the teacher was Mr. Gray. Really? I'm just going to name and change. Christian Gray? Yes. <laughs> he showed up to the school with a belt and said, my, t- my tastes are a bit unconventional. <laughs> Kids, you're going to learn about this one way or another. So, Mr. Gray, he strapped a kid up. God. 
hogtied him. <laughs> Being like, when a man loves a woman enough to disrespect her, like, this is what it looks like. Oh, boy. And he's like, I lost my fortune because I got me too'd. I'm no longer a rich businessman. I'm a PE teacher. <laughs> I lost I lost everything. I lost everything. Now I teach PE and occasionally sex ed when they're short on teachers. <laughs> and I learned nothing about uh, instigating a healthy relationship. Mm. Oh, they, they definitely miss that. Yeah. I don't think any school ever teaches yeah. that. Yeah. I just learned that that guy's kid had a big donger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining your first time. Think back, Purdy. Think back to what you learnt in sex ed. <laughs> now, are you going to practice safe sex? What, I, well, he didn't teach me anything. All I know is there's a two-year-old out there with a huge dong. <laughs> Maybe he'll know what to do in this situation. He's probably at least six by now. Yeah, his father's <laughs> Christian Grey. He probably knows things. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. That's that's terrifying. We had, like, one of our sex ed te- teachers in high school. It wasn't my class that had her. Um, we had one that was very by the book, as in she just made us write whatever was in the book on the, on the board and called that teaching. Um... But there was another sex ed teacher that was, like, very well-meaning, trying to do good, and said, Hey, everyone, obviously there's a lot of hang-ups around this topic, so if you have any questions, there's an anonymous hat. You can just write your question and pop it in there, and I'll answer it. And, of course, like, she answered it, and everyone's just written dumb stuff because... They're year nines. Um, so there's you know a lot of stuff asking about pineapple juice. A lot of stuff. Can you get a dog and a horse pregnant? <laughs> like, it was mostly bestiality-related questions. And, yeah. So that's what happens when you ask year nines what they want to know about sex. Well, or either that or someone in here is trying to fuck a dog and a horse. <laughs> Look, I have sick perversions. My tastes are unconventional. More than Mr. Gray's. <laughs> and I just don't want to get them pregnant. We need to transfer you to Mr. Gray's class. <laughs> like, he'll know how to teach this. <laughs> okay, how far is the commute to Moorlbark? Oh, to Lilydale from here. We're going to have to transfer you to an entirely different school to get the education you need. Uh, yeah. You just got to learn on the job, I guess. Yep. Throw you in the deep end. Schoolies. Schoolies, baby. Some year eight, some year eight girls were sexually assaulted on an outside camp thing. Fuck. It was like a thing. So the whole school met up in the gym. Oh, my God. Full gym meeting. Full gym meeting. I thought that only happened in American movies like it's so unsubtle and it's so it it can never be good and a lot of it was just like something's happened we'll prefer if you didn't talk about it oh they'll deal they'll deal with it when it does you know just that sort of dancing around a topic even though you know what they're talking about 
but also doing it in a really bad way. Oh my god. That's horrific. That's genuinely horrific. That they and they wanted to cover it up. Felt like it. It felt like I just didn't want to talk about it and think about it. Jesus. Well, this took a turn for the dark. Well, that's Lily Dalheit's secondary college for you, man. That's the school that made me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all makes more sense now. I don't know why, but that's just the thing, thing you say to try to make things better. <laughs> I don't know what makes sense exactly, but it makes sense. Mm. Well... You turned out pretty fine. All things considered. I mean... You know more about sex than two-year-olds could have large penises. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel if I asked you about... About, uh, you know... You know, uh, where babies come from, you wouldn't say two-year-olds have large penises. <laughs> I don't think that would be your go-to. And that took many years <laughs> to unlearn that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where babies come from, Ross? I know this one two-year-old has a like a he's well endowed. He's got a well endowed penis. <laughs> Ross, that two-year-old can't even have kids. What does that have to do with the question? <laughs> it's all I learned. <laughs> <laughs> On your exam paper, you just draw a little <laughs> toddler. With a dummy in and just, <laughs> just tongue to the floor. <laughs> Got to have a meeting with the guidance counsellor. What does this mean? This is what they're teaching me in sex ed. And he's, well, this is terrible. Also, I got to see this two-year-old. <laughs> is that really what it looked like? <laughs> Was it really... What? No, it's a stick figure. <laughs> it's a stick figure with a... I'm failing art. <laughs> it's clearly not what it looks like. <laughs> Did you see it? It's like, look, I think you're taking it the wrong thing from this. I failed art, and that's why I didn't go into animation. <laughs> so I went into writing and performing instead. Well, all you need is your crappy little mind and body. <laughs> Oh man, guidance. Did, did you what? What did your guidance counselor actually recommend you do for as a career? Did you have a meeting with it? No, not at all. Really? Did you I have, didn't have one of those like. Did you like meetings where you're supposed to talk about? Oh, I think we had like we did one thing where like you put in like what you like, what you don't like, and it gives you like a top twenty potential job things oh yeah i probably did that yeah and then i had like oh yeah we did have a guidance counselor meeting in probably like year 11 year 10 or 11 about like what subjects you needed to do to do what you thought you wanted to do when you're like 17 no one knows what the hell they want to do at 17 i mean some people do but they're anomalies most people are idiots up until the age of 24 that's just fact. Um, I, I mean, my career goals have always been around the same areas. Yeah. I think I just grew up. 
wanting you, to be this mess I am. Yeah. I mean, mine, mine too, actually, but then I got pushed in stupid directions, which is why I have a law degree. Useless piece of paper. Oh, I was at home the other day. Uh, I stopped by because I was working in the area and I was chatting to my sister and I was just like, <laughs> it was just like they're cleaning up the house to like renovate it and paint it and everything. And and I'm just like, oh, what's this on the table? And it was like my my degree, my law degree, just in that like blue envelope that they have. And I'm just like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I should probably take that or frame it or something. And then she's like, yeah, we almost threw it out. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you don't even sound upset. I'm like, I don't use it. It doesn't really mean much to me. I don't use it. It's not a big part of my life. I always get it reprinted if I really care that much. It's just a really expensive piece of paper that represents like four years of my life. I mean, all it says is I lived for four years and passed. You passed the bar, baby. Yeah. You passed the bar. You can work in Boston Legal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lloyd. It just means I'm even more Jewish. That's all that piece of paper says. Mr. Gray tried to move me into VCAL. Really? Because he thought I was a dumb shit, I guess. Really? He's when like, I was thinking of people who can do VCAL, I thought Ross. <laughs> I don't think he, he's really slow in this class. Like, <laughs> all he's <laughs> learnt is that my son, this two-year-old, is a huge dumb. Granted, that's all I've said this whole term. <laughs> I just brag about it. <laughs> I just brag. You know, he gets his Y chromosome from me. Just a whole chip off the old block. <laughs> My little little boy. <laughs> you know, I could teach you about sex, but uh, I'd much rather show you <laughs> little Trevor at bath time. <laughs> Look at that. It's fine when they're this age. It's not It's not pornographic. They can I'm just his... be in a tub and it's <laughs> all cool. dad, it's fine. I'm not going to do anything. Speaking of sex, you see the jugs in some of those year 12s? <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. I'm a teacher. I'm a respectable teacher. Anyway, look at my boy. <laughs> Just look at his boy, his little man. Look at my boy's little man. <laughs> and look at that. Skirts are getting shorter these days, isn't there? I'm just commenting on on, on uh, clothing measurements. It's nothing to do with anything. <laughs> well, I think that's... Anyway, I've gotten myself a little worked up. So I'm going to have to say class dismissed. And if you could all just put the blinds down on your way out, that would be great. Unlock the door, please. You just have an early lunch. I know there's still 20 minutes to go. Uh, well, what's the best thing about Mr. Gray's classes? <laughs> He'll give you 20 minutes uh, early lunchtime. <laughs> so whilst I learnt nothing about healthy sexual relationships, I got 20 minutes extra lunchtime. And you learnt about having a healthy appetite. Not a healthy sexual appetite. No, just, not... Just the regular food one. Yeah, just the food. Just... Yeah, just 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 ham and cheese sangers. That was lunch. 
Well, this has been a good welcome back episode, I feel. It's been pretty solid. Had some riffs. Crapped on the venue that so graciously allowed us to have comedy festival there. But that was well-deserved, granted. They deserved... I mean, they they didn't make it easy. No, not at all. Not at all. So when they say, you know, Corona's been real tough for businesses... Support local businesses. Uh, This is one you shouldn't support. All right? It's a rat and poop infested crater on Ligon Street. And you might get shot at. You might get shot to boot. If the Rona or the diseases won't get you, the drive-by shootings will. So that being said, hang tight. Enjoy your seven-day lockdown. Have a look after yourselves, be good to one another, and support local businesses, just not that one. That that pretty much wraps it up. You got anything else to add, Purds? Support your local sheriff. Sheriff? I don't know anymore. We do have sheriffs in Australia, you know. Yeah, so support it. Yeah, but they're the guys that just come and collect your property. When you when you're late on payments. Hmm. Speaking of sheriffs, this has nothing to do with that. Should I just plug my things? Yeah, plug your things. Should I plug my things? Yeah, plug your things. I got my another podcast called Ross Purdy Destroys Comedy. It's out every Monday. Uh, there's some guests. There's sometimes people doing characters. Sometimes both. Uh, sometimes you just don't know what you're gonna get with that show. It's a good time, whatever it is. Uh, also, yeah, while we're plugging things, come down to to check out the Improv Pit. Uh, chuck us a follow on Instagram. All the shows and everything and workshops for the improvs are listed there. Me and Ross perform weekly. It's a grand old time. Obviously not this week. Everything's cancelled because cause the Rona. But we'll be back soon. Back with a vengeance.